0: When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy, Hot the judges are drunk, Wasted. the verdicts are random. So random.
1: This is True Crimes Against Wine. <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
0: The sexiest episode I think we've ever had. Hello, and welcome to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Topher. And I'm Judge Rachel. And Judge Rachel is going to be using her new sexy phone operator voice. That's right. Yeah. Thanks
1: to my cold. Mm Mm-hmm. And Judge Topher is going to take us on a wild journey of Thrills and mystery.
0: That's right. As is our theme this season, this is another first for us. We are doing not one, not two, not three, but four different wines.
1: We're going to die.
0: I would like to remind everyone at home listening (laughs) that we are professionals. So if you're thinking about trying this at home, we are not responsible for anything that ensues.
1: That's right. We're never responsible.
0: You cannot sue us. That's right. (laughs) So... We are doing wines from Luxembourg, Ooh. Bulgaria, Ooh. Moldova, Ooh. and Hungary. Ooh. And the thing that all of those have in common
1: is Europe. Yes. Okay.
0: And they're also all stops on the original. <gasps> orient
1: express that's right
0: yeah so i know we're letting the cat out of the bag a little bit early but we have to we kind of have to yeah to make this make sense yeah explain
1: what our theme is
0: exactly Uh uh-huh so we're starting our journey off in luxembourg and i've never actually had a luxemburger wine
1: i haven't either
0: so this is Rivaner. Ooh. which is a native grape okay and It's going to be made in a very similar style to, like, an Alsatian, which is, like, northern French wine.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: So I'm expecting it's going to be light and crisp. Oh, boy.
1: That's a full gloss. Yep. Okay.
0: We're doing this. Oh, my gosh. All right. So how do we start?
1: Smelling, but I'm not going to do that today.
0: Well, you're going to have to try.
1: You just don't embarrass me. (laughs) Mm. I'm getting wine smell. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm getting, like, green apple. Okay. A little bit of minerality, like, saline. And some, like, like petrol, which is what I would normally expect from a, like, German or Alsatian Riesling.
1: Okay, that doesn't sound good.
0: It does. Okay. It does, though. All right, let's taste. (laughs) Mm. Oh, it's kind of silky on the texture.
1: Okay. <laughs> Again, because of my cold, I'm totally thrown off. With so
0: you, you can't experience textures?
1: Nope. I'm like the opposite of when like one sense is dull, the others are heightened. It's mm-hmm. when one sense is dull, they're all dull. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they're all gone. Are you blind right now too? I, a little bit, Yeah. 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 Well... I'm definitely still getting the green apple. Okay. Like I said, it does have a very silky texture. I was expecting from the smell for it to be more tart than it is. Okay. But it's really kind of lush.
1: Okay. I am getting tart.
0: There is still some tartness, but it's yeah. not like, like kind of mouth puckering. Okay. Like you, like I was expecting it to be.
1: It's not a sour patch kit.
0: It's not a sour patch kit at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know how like some of those like... Really tart Sauvignon Blancs can have yeah. that, like, kind of grapefruity, sure. lemony. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't really have that. Okay. Pretty? What do you think of it?
1: Doctor Doctor says yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: okay. Mmm. It's really delightful.
1: I mean, I'm drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: So how are we going about this journey today?
1: So, I thought we would kind of, like, keep in line with our normal format where we talk about our celebrities. So, mm-hmm. we'll just kind of talk about Agatha Christie. Yes. Yeah. Huge fan. Yes.
0: You know, I love a good murder mystery. You
1: love a good murder.
0: I do. You do. It's rarely a mystery because I'm always the
1: one who did it. Oh,
0: I know. But I wear different costumes sometimes just to try and trick myself. Right.
1: You see yourself in the mirror. Who's that? Oh! Mm-hmm. Yes, let's talk about Agatha Christie. Let's do it. So, have you read her books?
0: Yes. All of them? I have.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I actually have a box in my living room right now that has literally all of her books. That's a
1: lot of books.
0: Yeah. I started when I was a teenager. Uh Uh-huh. And actually, the first one that I ever read was Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, fun. There was an older, like, I want to say it's the late 70s or the early 80s movie version of that that stars, it's an all-star cast. Yeah. And it's got Lauren Bacall Uh and Ingrid Bergman, Sean Connery, Vanessa Redgrave, just like stellar, stellar. And it got me really interested in her. And so they had a collection of not all of her books, but at my local library a lot of her books that were like leather bound and had like the cast of characters oh, at the beginning. Which is a description. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it was very formative in terms of like me developing my tastes in books as a teenager. Uh-huh. I was, you know, pretty sheltered. Yeah. So I liked kind of the spooky element of yeah. that. But then me and my mom started actually playing a game where Every time I would check one out, I would read the first chapter. Uh-huh. And especially if the murder hadn't happened yet, sometimes okay. it would be like, right, 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 know, right. Yeah. I would try and predict who was going to get murdered who the culprit was and what the motive was. Uh And I got really good at it after a while, which I mean, you know, there's only so many variations. Sure, But she did a really good job of having a lot of variations She did, yeah. you guessing.
1: Yeah, she wasn't super predictable, Mm -mm. even though at some point there is kind of a formula, of course, like mystery writing.
0: Which, for being as prolific as she was, I think the only book that I haven't read of hers is her autobiography, actually. Really? Interesting. Okay. I just yeah. never had access to it.
1: Well, there's a library. you know. They
0: didn't have it at my library, or I would have read it.
1: Well, you can go to another library now as an adult if you want.
0: I'm still out of libraries. Oh. I need to get a library What did you done card. to get banned? There was an incident involving a trench coat.
1: Okay, Topher.
0: And a copy machine. <laughs> and my butt. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <coughs> oh, my gosh. We're not going to get through this, are we? I don't
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we can edit those out or not.
1: We're going to have to. We'll see. Otherwise, we're just going to really gross out all our listeners.
0: You know what? At this point, they're like family. so They're used to it. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. If they can listen to us belch, then.
1: How's this wine treating you? Burpee?
0: Not not yet. Okay. We'll We'll see. see.
1: Yeah, so Agatha Christie was born Agatha Mary Clarissa Miller.
0: That's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Two middle names. September 15th, 1890, in Devon, England, to an upper middle class family. hmm She kind of lived a pretty, pretty good life. Yeah. Her dad died when she was 11. So, in her family, fortunes took, like, a little bit of a dip, but they were never really, like, hard off right. for money. Her mom, whom she was really close to, was kind of weird. Her mom was, like, really into, like, psychics and clairvoyant stuff. Mm.
0: I think you see sometimes in her books.
1: Yeah, I think kind of that, like, spiritualism that was popular in the late 1800s, early 1900s stuff. And her mom didn't want her to learn how to read until she was eight. Why? I don't know. But Agatha was like— in the
0: bad spirits or something? I don't know.
1: But Agatha was like, no, 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 I want to read. So she taught herself to read, basically. Good for her. By the time she was four.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. I could also read when I was four. Me too. Mm, Who's copying who now?
1: You copy me because I'm older, (laughs) as you will never let me forget.
0: (laughs) So much older. Yes. You forgot the so much part.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she had kind of a nice childhood. She spent a lot of time in, like, Paris as a kid, going to, like, boarding schools in Egypt.
0: (laughs) I want to go to a Parisian boarding school. I know,
1: right? Her school was to, like, learn how to play piano and sing.
0: Yeah. But she wasn't
1: good enough at it for her to be like, I want to do this professionally. hmm Which, isn't that, like, a nice, cushy, like, little school life?
0: Seriously. It's basically like going to finishing school. Right. Like, learning the the skills that a young lady should, right. an accomplished young lady should have.
1: Right. But, like, the stakes are so low.
0: Yeah. Because she's not going to have to worry about money or career. No, no. She's doing just fine. She's going to get married, like.
1: Right. She did. Her mom got sick, so the doctor was like, "Oh, go to a dry climate." So she
0: went to Egypt, as one did. Right,
1: as like all rich British people did in the early 1900s, like,
0: "Oh, go to Cairo." Wearing their like white linen. And- I know. Ugh.
1: Love it. So last night, boyfriend and I were watching mm. the newest Murder on the Nile.
0: Oh, such a good movie, and the fashion or Death in on the that. Nile. Sorry, yeah, Death yeah. on the Nile. The fashion in that is amazing. <clears throat>
1: yeah, and he's like, I really like. The fantasy of this time is like not the reality, yeah, but the fantasy. You of forget it.
0: that it's still really smelly, and like plumbing was very iffy, and
1: well, and like the history of like colonialism.
0: Oh, there's also that, yeah. I was thinking of more of the things that were inconvenient to me personally.
1: <laughs> Makes sense.
0: <laughs> I would have. I would have done very well during that time.
1: You would have.
0: Kind of that Edwardian era. Yeah. Me and Fact Checker have talked about that before. We are actually decorating our condo mm-hmm. as like two confirmed bachelors uh-huh. living together on mm-hmm. the Isle of Capri that are like British expats. Yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. She had kind of went a nice childhood. She was trying to write stories but got rejected from publishing a bunch. She kind of put that on hold when she married her first husband, Archibald. Who was a pilot. Oh. And they got married on in the RAF? Yeah. They got married on Christmas Eve, 1914. And then he went off and fought in the war. It's terrifying. And she volunteered. It was a Red Cross. Huh. And he lived. Oh, good. Well, maybe.
0: Oh, uh oh. Uh oh. Was he abusive?
1: He wasn't a great guy. Oh, no. They were together after the war. She published her first book, The Mysterious Affair at Styles. In 1916.
0: And that was the first. I forget how old that book is.
1: Yeah. And that was the first book where Hercule Poirot shows up. Mm-hmm. too. hmm Who's
0: one of the most iconic detectives yeah. in literary fiction of all time. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he's, like, right up there with Sherlock Holmes, I would <clears throat> yes. say.
1: Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then they have their daughter, Rosalind, in 1919. So, like, a bunch of stuff was happening in, like, really... Short amount of time for her. But her marriage wasn't good. Mm. Her mom ended up dying in 1926. And she and Archie ended up divorcing in 1928. And he'd been cheating on her for a while. Yeah. Wasn't a great guy.
0: Well, I bet he regretted that later when she became super famous.
1: Well, she was already pretty famous when they were married.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Did the book take off really quickly?
1: Yeah. It wasn't that first book, but it was like a couple books after like, really took off. So she was really well-known, but their marriage had already been crumbling. She remarried in 1930 to Max Mallowan.
0: Max Mallowan, okay. He was an
1: archaeologist.
0: Mm, I did know that she had accompanied him on some, Yeah. Uh, one of her husbands, on some digs. And I yeah. think she's really good at bringing authenticity yeah. into her books. Uh-huh. And I really think that is part of the reason is she's... She's doing fictionalized versions of things that she's experienced herself
1: yeah. in the past. Yeah. She, yeah. I think she was a very keen observer mm. and took a lot of these details from her life into her writings. Interesting. Yeah. They met on the Orient Express.
0: Shut up. Yes. I knew that she had been on it and yes. that she drew inspiration because I think just like in the movie or the, in the movie, in the book and the movie. Yeah.
1: It's okay to say you've only seen the movie. It's okay.
0: I lied about my whole so origin story. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> Not again. But there was like a snowstorm. Yeah. And it got stuck. Yeah. And it was a real thought, life event. Yeah. Yeah. She thought, oh, man, what if somebody got murdered? That, I know. Which is exactly what I would be thinking.
1: You're, but you'd be like, what if I murdered someone? Because I'm or, sick of these people that I'm stuck with on this uh, train. That's
0: very real. Yeah. Very real. You can actually still ride the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to do that for so long. It's so fucking expensive.
1: How much is that?
0: Like $20,000 for a Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. It's That's... ridiculous. Yeah.
1: That's out of reach. But... And unless it... we have a very wealthy listener who exactly. wants to sponsor a trip for us.
0: Exactly. But I mean, it's like you're staying in a Michelin star, five star...
1: Do they have a poor people version?
0: It's called... Amway? Amtrak. Oh, Amway no. Amtrak?
1: Amway's a different thing. <laughs> Amway's the pyramid scheme, right? It's called right? Marta. <laughs> okay, thank you.
0: Oh my God. What if we just got, like, really, really dressed up? And rode And rode Marta with, like, our martini glasses, and we would get mugged. We would get mugged.
1: Or someone would, like, call the police, be like, there are two crazy people
0: on this train. Mm-hmm. I don't feel safe.
1: Please remove them.
0: But it would be fun. It would be fun.
1: All right. How are we doing with our wine?
0: I've got a little bit... Just a, a sip more, and then okay. we can switch to the next
1: one. Yeah, let's let's take our, our final little sips and switch to the next. Okay. And then I've got questions for you.
0: Oh, is it cross-examination time already? Yes, it is. <laughs> so for our next one, Yes. This is going to be <clears throat> the Disheveled Taylor Ooh. from Hungary. Ooh. The grape is called, and I'm so sorry, I looked this up, and it's very hard. It's like Koninklich. That's right. Like, That's
1: exactly right.
0: Oh, my God. I did it. Yeah. So it's also a native grape. Oh. It's known for being really clean and crisp and zippy. Ooh, what
1: so. a zippy grape. Uh-huh. All right. Let's so do it. Pass
0: me your glass. Oh, wait. You still have. Yeah. You still have a good amount in there.
1: I'm trying. You filled me up too much. All right. Fill up your glass first. Okay, fine. Don't fill me up that much, please.
0: I will fill you up as much as I want.
1: That's good. Thank
0: you. So it's also important to note that these wines are a little bit... Oh, Ooh, oh They're a little bit less in alcohol than we're used to. Okay. So the last one was only 10.5%. Oh. This one, I believe, is 11, 12, 12.5. Okay, um, bad. And then we've got another, I believe, 12.5 and then a 13. All right. So...
1: Well, cheers. Yeah. Ooh. So fancy. So fancy. Are we on the train right now? We. Woo chicka, 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 chicka. All right. What are you smelling? Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tover, what'd you do? I didn't do anything. I didn't right. stick my nose in it. <laughs> That's how you smell wine, by the way.
1: Oh, you just go full just, on nose like, in it. Like
0: snorkel.
1: Okay. Yeah. Learn something new every day.
0: This one's also very appley. I cannot tell. But it's more like red apple. Mmm. Okay. And like ripe.
1: Is that ripe. why you were bobbing? Yes, I was okay. bobbing
0: for apples. Got it. It just okay. took me back, you know? Yeah. Let's okay. taste it. Okay. Mmm. Definitely getting that red apple.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually getting an apple red mm-hmm. apple taste to it.
0: Yeah. Lots of river rock minerality to it. Okay. And it kind of has that feeling of smooth pebbles over your tongue texture to it.
1: Okay.
0: Fact checker, check that fact.
1: I'm not really trusting my my this taste is, and smell today.
0: This is something that fact checker would really like. He likes this Ooh. style of wine.
1: Yeah, he's checking that fact. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says the river rocks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fact it's checker just pleasant. like when you like open your mouth and stick it in a stream. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really clean. That mm-hmm. I, I really like that about it. The flavor dissipates in a very pleasant way because Mm. it's tied into the texture of the wine. Mm. And so it leaves me wanting to go back and get more. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: So I'm I'm
0: quite enjoying this. Okay. Ooh. Mm. Joke's on you. I'm not going to mind when I have to take my sips of shame.
1: Your ships of shame. Ships of shame. All right, here we go. Is it true or false? True. Six questions.
0: What number? Let's go with one.
1: Okay. So she wrote a book in which Hercule Poirot dies, true or false? True. Okay.
0: It's the very last one that he's in, because he dies. And he goes back to Styles.
1: It is true, yeah. Take a check. Full yep. version. Do you and know what it's called? Nemesis. Nope. It's called Curtain.
0: Curtain, that's right. That's right, that's right. <clears throat> nemesis is the one that Miss Marple's in, her very last one. He does die, and I want to say, didn't he... Well, I don't want to give spoilers to people. Spoil
1: the book. It's an old book. Spoil it. Okay.
0: He was the murderer. Was he? Yeah. He kills somebody who (gasps) is a serial killer and had gotten away with it. Oh, he
1: Dextered it. And
0: so, yeah, he he ends up being the person who did it in the end. And that's why he dies at (gasps) the end is because I think I want to say he was either already dying or he killed himself or something. And it was like, this is justice, a life for a life. Oh, okay. Kind of situation. Gotcha. Because that makes sense. He has, Hercule Poirot has like a very strong like OCD kind of thing. Yes, it does. Yeah. But it's focused on symmetry and, and balance. balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I get.
0: Yeah. Like
1: that balancing. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally with you there. Hercule yeah. Poro. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. It's such <clears throat> a different sort of style from Miss Marple, mm-hmm. who is probably my favorite. Whereas he, everything has its place and its order, and he notices when things are out of order. That's how he solves the crimes, when something doesn't make sense. Uh And for her, her brain operates like it's a skein of yarn, like just all tangled up, and she's got to go through and untangle the knitting yarn, you know? It's it's just interesting that there's so different approaches Mm -hmm. for these two characters written by the same person.
1: Yeah, very iconic characters, too. Yes. Yeah, she actually wrote... This book where Burrow dies years before, but she had a stipulation that she wanted that book to be published posthumously.
0: Oh, because she wanted to keep on using the character?
1: Right, because she learned from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, don't kill off your main character while you're still alive because people are going to be really upset. And like, Mm. we'll have to bring them back. And it's a whole thing.
0: (laughs) It's a whole thing.
1: It's a whole thing. She's like, I'm not going to do that. But they ended up publishing a book. A year before she died, because she had probably gotten Alzheimer's at that point.
0: Oh, And then wow. stopped
1: writing. Like they knew like, her health was going downhill. Like she wasn't doing well. So they published it in 75 and then she ended up dying in 76.
0: Okay. What year did you say that she was born? 1890. 1890. Wow. Okay. So she's so old. She, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's old. So good job. Next number two. Okay. She loved to surf. True or false? It's so absurd that I feel like it has to be true. Mm. Did people surf back then? I don't know. I'm going to say true.
1: Take a big glass. Take a drink. And celebration. Mm. You're right. Really? Yes.
0: Picturing her in one of those old-timey bathing suits. I
1: know. So in the 1920s, when she and her first husband were still together, they went on, like, this big worldwide tour when she started to get, like, really famous. Mm -hmm. And they started in South Africa and, like, went to Hawaii, where they started to learn to surf. And she and her husband were probably the first British people to learn how to surf upright. How funny. I know. And she said like she loved it.
0: She was such an adventurous. Yeah.
1: She loved sports, which you don't think of when you think of Agatha Christie. No,
0: I don't at all.
1: Because I think of her as like an older, like matronly woman. But mm. in her younger years, she liked that fun.
0: I like that surfboard. I don't necessarily think of her as like older and matronly, because I do think of her as being adventurous. You know, she did. Yeah. I knew that she had the archaeologist husband sure. that she liked to accompany on digs. But like
1: which, a genteel adventure. Yes. 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 Not Just so my much. kind of adventure.
0: Right. Exactly. I will need some air conditioning in that. Right. Like, I'm
1: not going to sweat a whole lot. No. Like one like little graceful bead of sweat will like go down my eyebrow. Right.
0: Exactly. And that's it. And I'm going to need one of those bathroom trailers. Like they have fancy festivals, mm. you know. Yes. that's air conditioned. Yep. Yep, not not some porta potty situation. Oh
1: hell no, Mm-mm. absolutely not. Yeah. All right next number six. Okay, she called Poirot detestable, bombastic, tiresome, egocentric little creep. True or false? True. Yes. Did you know that already? I did. Yeah, I really liked in the most recent Death on the Nile film that they used that line. Oh, did they? I don't. Movie. I didn't remember that. Uh-huh. They had the Rosalie character. He was like the niece of the singer. Mm-hmm. who used those exact words.
0: Oh, how I totally missed that. Yeah. That's so funny. So let me ask you. Yeah. What did you think? First of all, have you... I found this you, on the web. Rude Siri. Siri, I wasn't talking to you.
1: She's always insulting people. She's
0: so... I know. Ugh. First of all, have you read either of those books? No. You've not? Okay. I
1: haven't read any Agatha Christie. Really? That yeah. surprises me. I feel I like you would enjoy it.
0: I think I would. I will say that... Just as a disclaimer, Uh-oh. you do have to realize that this is a British woman writing during a very colonial period.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh and some of uh-huh. the
0: language that's used at times is yep. not great. And they yep. did change it for the American versions of books yeah, because some of the words had some different connotations yep. in England than they have here. Yep. But even here, some of the even like descriptions or depictions of people of color not is good. very at best, tone deaf, but also even beyond that. Just racist. Just racist, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, which is to be expected of
0: the time. It's one of those things where you don't want to say, oh, it was a different time as like an excuse. But from a literary point of view, you have to realize this is not even post-colonial literature. This is straight up colonial literature. And it does get better in later years. But I would say from that like teen's, to 1940s, rough. there's some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just some, yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is mm-hmm. she does not ever infantilize people of color. Uh-huh. She does make some references to Jewish people that are a little bit shady and things like that, but she doesn't ever, like, make people... She doesn't ever insult their intellect, and I think that a lot of authors okay. during that time did do a lot of that. They would describe what would have been Native people Uh as childlike and things like that. And she doesn't do that. but
1: She relies on some pretty bad stereotypes. Yeah,
0: for sure, though. And I find that interesting because of her travels, that it's a little disappointing that she didn't take the time to form relationships. But I mean, class-wise, what she was brought up with, that wouldn't have been something that I think would even occur to her.
1: Probably not. Yeah,
0: But anyway, my question was going to uh-huh. be how you felt about the two movie depictions. But I guess if you've not read the books, yeah. you don't really have a...
1: How do you feel about them?
0: I did not like Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot in Murder on the Orient Express. Uh-huh. Loved him in Death on the Nile.
1: Really? Why?
0: I don't know fully. I, I think that his character was not well-developed. In Murder on the Orient Express, okay. it was a little too heavy-handed. Oh, uh, okay. And there was more, there was more subtlety to him, and more depth to him in Death on the Nile. And also, he wasn't like you said; other characters were allowed to criticize him. Uh huh. He wasn't held as this like yeah. god among men. Yeah. You know? But I just, I'm also really partial to that older version.
1: Are you? Okay. Yeah, because
0: I think it's more faithful to the book. Mm. And I just really like the way that the cast played all those characters. Fair. Also his mustaches. mustaches. Amazing. No. What? That's not what Hercule Poirot's mustache is supposed to look like. You don't
1: like the double mustache?
0: I I do not.
1: It is pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next number. Let's see. I just did six. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Let's do
1: four. Okay. She is the best-selling... Excuse me. She is the best-selling fiction writer of all time. True or false?
0: I know that she's the best-selling mystery writer of all time. I feel like it might be true. Huh? But I'm going to say false on a technicality.
1: Wrong. Take a drink.
0: I'm not wrong, though. Because I know that the best-selling book of all time is the Bible, and that's a piece of fiction.
1: Okay. okay. There you go.
0: Celebratory sip for me.
1: She wrote over 72 books and has sold over 2 billion copies.
0: That's nuts. That's is 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 so wild it is nuts, to me. yeah. Good for her. I know. Also, 77 books.
1: 72. 72. Probably. Why not 77? Why not? Let's throw five. Extra five in there.
0: Yeah. We don't know.
1: She probably wrote some more. Who knows?
0: Yeah. She's probably still writing.
1: As a ghost. Ooh, she is ghost writer.
0: Yes.
1: All right. Next number.
0: Three. Okay.
1: One of her books helped solve a real life poisoning. True or false? Hmm. Pick this just for you, because I know you love poison. I do
0: love poison, and I actually oh, yeah. have a book about all the poisons that she uses in her. Yeah, in her... she's
1: very knowledgeable.
0: I know that she was a pharmacist uh-huh. at one point, <clears throat> or a pharmacist's assistant, or something yeah. like that. She, she studied pharmacology. Well, we'll
1: talk about it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I say false.
1: Keep drink. Take a sip, because you're wrong.
0: Mm. It's true. It helped solve an actual real-life mystery. Yes.
1: So, she wrote a book called The Pale Horse, which had a thallium poisoning in it. Yes, Which was
0: deemed as like an untraceable poison at the time because it didn't show up in autopsies.
1: Yeah, and so there was this case of this little boy who was sick in England and doctors couldn't figure out what was going on with this boy. And a nurse who was treating the boy read the book and was like, oh my God, I think it's thallium poisoning. And it was, and it solved the case of this boy's mystery illness.
0: Now, was he being deliberately poisoned? Or he was, was it, and I don't
1: know who was poisoning him. Okay,
0: because yeah. I know that thallium is derived from a metal. Um, it was
1: it was some sort of deliberate thing, but I didn't see, like, who it was poisoning him.
0: Interesting. That's very Agatha Christie meets Sixth Sense. Right.
1: Okay. I think you have one left.
0: Five?
1: Yeah. She wrote six romance books. True or false?
0: Maybe I haven't read everything.
1: Ha ha! Is it true or false, though?
0: Oh, 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 oh. It's true because she had a a nom de plume. Uh What was it? It started with an M. Marcus. (laughs) I'm going to say it's true.
1: Yep. Celebratory set. What was it? Mary Westmacott.
0: Yes. Mary Westmacott.
1: Yeah. She wrote six romance books starting in the 1930s. Just because, I guess.
0: I've not read those.
1: (gasps) I have no idea what they're about, but she did it.
0: I don't think I would enjoy mm, Belchie Wine. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think that I would enjoy... reading romance novels from the 30s. The only ones that I enjoy have lots of really graphic sex in them. Uh-huh.
1: You don't want that. And then they passionately embraced at yeah. the end of the
0: chapter. Yeah, he kissed her hand. Yeah. No. But no, You want the details. I need the D. Tales. <laughs> Just the D. Tales.
1: <laughs> I mean, in DNA. Yeah. Why not? So, fact checker says you won. But there was a twist to this. Did you get the twist? No. Fact checker, did you get the twist? They were all true. (gasps) Cheers to
0: me. So what you're saying is she did it. I did it. No, Agatha Christie did it. I
1: did it. I did it. I tricked you.
0: (laughs) Even though you won, I
1: guess, technically. Fine.
0: I love me some Agatha Christie. Mm -hmm. I know her oeuvre. Oeuvre. The one that really had me kind of stumped was the surfer one.
1: Yeah, it's such, like, a weird and random thing. I
0: only picked true because I was like, that's so <clears throat> absurd. Like, why would Rachel even include that? And I know. Unless it was true. Because I would be so disappointed if it weren't true at that point. I
1: just, like, a weird thing. Like, she was a champion horseback rider slash archer.
0: But she would only do it on zebras. Yes. She rode ostriches.
1: I mean, it's like supposed Family Robinson. Yeah. Right?
0: I watched that the other day.
1: The first time I watched that, I was in the hospital as a kid when I had strep throat.
0: Mm. You got hospitalized for strep throat? Oh, yeah, because
1: it went, like, undetected for a while. It was very old-fashioned of me.
0: Yeah. You're all about your illnesses. I know. Your bronchial illnesses. I know.
1: (laughs) And I had like, such a clear memory of, like, being in the hospital bed and, like, watching that on, like, the little TV. Mm -hmm. and being like,
0: really cool. The treehouse was amazing. It was amazing. The way that, like the water wheel works and the ladders and all of that. Ugh. I wanted that. I wanted that too. Yeah. I remember going to Disney world when I was seven years old and we went to the Swiss family Robinson yes. treehouse, and me being really disappointed because a, there were so many other people there right, and I'm get like, get out of my house. Yeah. I need to be able to just run free <coughs> in this right now, but also because they wouldn't let me operate the ladders and shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're affixed to the, that's not how the tree house works. Like, first of all, this is my house. Right. I'm catching what I want. Right.
1: Second of all, fix it.
0: Fix it. Thirdly, give me a coconut bomb. Yes. I need a coconut bomb.
1: That's what Topher says every morning.
0: <laughs> <coughs> well, uh, well, I need to pour myself our next wine. Okay. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Topher. Have you heard about Wine Enthusiast's new podcast, Vinfamous? Ooh, tell me about it. So apparently they're doing a podcast where they delve into the world of wine scandals, including greed, arson, and even murder.
1: Murder, we love a murder. I've heard that each episode dives into the history and mystery of winemaking and the crimes that have become Vinfamous.
0: Mmm. I heard that the podcast pairs well with wine lovers, history nerds, and crime junkies alike. So you should definitely grab a glass your favorite wine. Follow along with Ashley Smith as she dissects all of this and takes you into the twists and turns behind the all-time most shocking wine crimes.
1: You all should definitely listen in on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you follow them so that you never miss a new episode that drops every other Wednesday.
0: That's right. I can't wait. Me too.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: So we are switching to The right hook Cabernet Sauvignon from Bulgaria.
1: So we're moving east, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do this in geographical order because I wanted us to go from lightest to most full body. Otherwise, well, I guess it doesn't matter with you, but I wouldn't (laughs) be able to taste it. Sure. So. Okay. Thank you. Good. Thank you. So bossy.
1: I don't want you to waste the wine on me today. Trying to be a good friend.
0: I mean, I'll take it. Take all the wine. Cheers. Ooh, she smells lush.
1: I'm getting like a Concord grape smell. Really? Yeah.
0: Interesting. And again,
1: who am I to say?
0: I'm getting like really lush, ripe, dark fruits like blackberry, currant. Black cherry, even Ooh. some chocolate. Oh, me taste. Yeah. It smells like a pastry. Mmm. Mmm. It still has that lushness on the palate. Mm hmm. But there's enough tannic quality yeah. to it that it's not cloyingly sweet. It has yeah. that uh-huh. sweet ripeness to it, but it's not actually sweet. Yeah. It, has a lot of the flavor of a California cab to Mm. me, but it doesn't have the heat of the high alcohol content. Okay. I enjoy this. I don't know that it's something that I would seek out to order. Like it wouldn't be my go-to. Okay. But if somebody was serving this at a dinner that I was at, I would be perfectly happy with it.
1: So what part of the course is this in our fancy dinner meal on the train? Pork. Pork course. Yeah.
0: Okay. One of the smaller entree courses. I can also, honestly, there's a little bit of almost like a Pinot Noir Mm. to this in terms of the lushness of it. Okay. Because it's a little bit lighter body as well. You could serve this with duck Mm. or rabbit.
1: (sighs) Not going to do it.
0: What is your hang up with that? They're too cute. So ducks are not cute.
1: I don't like duck. Duck is greasy.
0: You've never had my duck.
1: I. That's true.
0: Don't you want to eat my duck?
1: No. (laughs) Like there. Let's talk about Agatha Christie some more. Okay. She raised ducks, you know.
0: <gasps> did she? No. Oh, I could see that, though. I could yeah. see her having a pond at her little country estate. Yeah, and she like, gardening. Yeah. yeah. She might have had ducks. You don't know.
1: She might have. If you're Agatha Christie's ghost, you tell us. <laughs> so, she had a very happy second marriage.
0: With the, the archaeologist? Yes. How fun would it be to be married to an archaeologist? I know. I mean, aside from probably there was, during that time period, a lot of taking of things that did not belong to you. Yeah, there's that. But. But also getting to discover things. Yeah. For the first time. I mean, this was when? During the, like, the 30s? <clears throat> yeah, in the 30s. Yeah, they got
1: married in 1930. And they were married until her death in
0: 1976. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she raised her daughter with her new husband. Like She got custody of her daughter from her divorce. Traveled all around, like, the Middle East. A lot of Egypt stuff. With her archaeologist husband, and in World War II, she volunteered again at the University College Hospital in London as a pharmacist. Ah. That's where she started to learn about her poisons. Okay,
0: yeah. I didn't realize it was later that far into her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of assumed she went into it. And like I that.
1: don't know if. Well, here's the thing: I don't know if she went into that because she already knew about poison. So she was like, "Hey, let me in here. I know, I know stuff."
0: So the book that I have about her journey with poisons Uh says that she kind of, like, that's when she started to learn about it was on the job. That makes sense, And she was being mentored and everything. And she started to realize, I can use this.
1: Well, she liked to use a lot of the poisons in her books because she didn't like violence Mm -hmm. in her books, even though she's writing murder mysteries. She liked to use a lot of, like, not very graphically violent ways of murdering.
0: Yeah. It was, she's not gory.
1: No, not gory at all.
0: Yeah. Even when... There would be, like, stabbing murders yeah. or gunshot, whatever. They never, like, went into detail about the wound or anything like right. that. It was just... Right. And even
1: in, like, the film version, it's just like, oh, they were stabbed. There's a little hole. hmm And there's a little red around it. Yeah. Like, they're shot, like, oh, a tiny little bullet hole. Like, you don't see, like, brains everywhere.
0: Right. Exactly. That's not gross. No. Yeah. You should read some of her books. I think you would really enjoy well, them. Lynn... Lend me a book. Okay. Okay. I will next time. Fine. I just assumed that you had already read part of her oeuvre.
1: No, I haven't. Yeah, after the war, she lived kind of a quiet, middle-class life, writing a ton, but gardening, she loved to garden. (sighs) Me too. Lived with her husband. She was, like, part of, like, her local dramatic society club. Cute. Just, like, kind of lived a very normal life.
0: I have a book of her plays as well.
1: Yeah, she liked plays.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Has the longest running play yeah. in theatrical history. What's it called? Mousetrap.
1: You're right. Take a drink.
0: And there's a movie about it. That's a murder mystery. What is it called? The Shershi Ronan fact checker and I watched it recently, and oh, the title is even a kind of a twist on mousetrap the theme of mousetrap. Yeah, trap mouse trap. See how they run. Yeah, oh, like okay. Three Blind Mice. Oh yeah,
1: okay, got it. Yeah.
0: And it's about the play during like the 50s. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like a real life murder that happens that threatens to shut the play down and it's really good. You should Fine. you and boyfriend would enjoy it. Yeah.
1: I think. We'll watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the place like opened in 1952. Mm-hmm. And is it still running?
0: It's still running. Yeah. The only time Crazy. that it stopped was during COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. And that that's what kind of ruined the record. Yeah. Well uh, but I think that things like that shouldn't it shouldn't count. It shouldn't count. Everything shut down. Everything did. Yeah. It's not the play's fault. Even Erica Jane's performance in Cabaret <laughs> on Broadway got shut down.
1: Well, if Erica Jane got shut down, is she going to jail yet?
0: No, she's been acquitted of a bunch of stuff.
1: Mm, I doubt that
0: i no, finding her guilty. No, it, it happened. She definitely got acquitted of a bunch of stuff. But you what have to realize dude, have she's, she's being brought into a bunch of different courts yeah. all over the country.
1: She's charming so. her way out of it.
0: She's doing something right.
1: <laughs> so do you know who Miss Marple is based on?
0: Just because she's always described as the spinster aunt. Uh-huh. I would assume one of her spinster aunts. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's, that's where I would that's,
1: it That's a really solid guess. It's based on her grandma. Okay. Yeah. Nice. A lot of her like quirks and attributes are from her grandma.
0: I love Miss Marple. I think she's so great, and I'm very critical of who plays her. Okay. Yes.
1: Tell me more.
0: So I don't like it when they do too much of her extremes. Okay. Where she has a very sharp mind. Yeah. And I don't like it when they focus too much on the sharpness of her mind. Okay. And I don't like it when they focus too much on how scattered she is. Okay. Because her speech is always her mind's moving faster than her her mouth mouth can. Uh Yeah. And so she says things that are seemingly, they don't make sense. They don't tie together. Uh But for her, she's like putting together all of the different pieces of the puzzle. Uh It's just that it doesn't make sense to you because you can't see that puzzle yet. Right. And so I don't like it when they focus too much on the scattered part because it Makes it so that you can't really see. Can you hear my? Yeah, my stomach is growling. Yeah,
1: your stomach has thoughts on this too. Yeah. yeah. So there's, do you have. There's a,
0: three of us here today.
1: Yeah. Well, in my cold fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite portrayal of Miss Marple?
0: I do. Her <clears throat> name is Geraldine something, and she's actually in the BBC Miss Marple series. I really love her. Okay. She looks kind of like a Muppet.
1: Oh, Geraldine McEwan. Yes. Yeah.
0: I love uh-huh. her as Miss Marple. But. There's also a really great movie version of The Mirror Cracked, which is a one of the novels. Uh-huh. And it stars Angela Lansbury oh. as Miss Marple. Yeah. And it also has Elizabeth Taylor <gasps> as the murder victim.
1: Ooh. And
0: I want to say there's somebody else really famous in it as well, like the the rival of Elizabeth Taylor that's
1: Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> wouldn't that be great though? that would be great oh my god
0: no it's like a like a Joan Collins or Betty Davis okay. kind of oh Kim, Kim Novak, Novak. Yes. oh nice yes yeah. yes yes
1: okay nice yeah
0: oh and Rock, Rock Hudson. Hudson I forgot that he was in it too and Tony Curtis
1: <gasps> oh wow
0: Geraldine Chaplin wow this is a a lot
1: of big people Mm-hmm. yeah cool i have to watch that one
0: yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun
1: Angela Lansbury as a smart I think is perfect
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a picture of Judge McEwen. Yeah, as as Miss Marple. And she's so gorgeous when she's younger. Yeah. You wouldn't think it to look at her as this Miss Marple. Again, she's like the Muppet Miss Marple. That's what we called her in our family. Yeah. And we love her so much.
1: Well, the thing I really like about the Miss Marple stuff is that it has this very like soft British comforting. Mm -hmm. Mm. Aspect of like murder mystery, mm-hmm. which I think inspired like this whole genre.
0: Oh yeah, murder mystery like midsummer, midsummer murder, murders. exactly. Even like
1: murder she wrote, I think is very much in that same vein. Yes.
0: Of <laughs> it sounds weird to say, but yeah, comforting murder.
1: Yeah, where it's like this cottage core murder. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It is cottage core murder, where yeah, it's like these little quaint, small towns, like vaguely aristocratic kind of connections. And, like, there's always a murder and mystery, but it's never, like, devastating to anybody, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are no, like, big repercussions in the long run.
0: Yeah. I I love it because, again, it's very soothing. Yeah. It's, it's a fun, actually very clever whodunit. Right.
1: It's a fun mystery to solve.
0: But also, the scenery is gorgeous. Yeah. The architecture is beautiful. Cute little cottages. I love seeing the costuming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it always takes place somewhere between the '30s and the '50s, and so there's just always like little nostalgia. Yeah, Yeah. you've got gorgeous things to look at everywhere. Yeah, and I really enjoy how they're finding ways to do some colorblinding, colorblinding, colorblind casting. Yeah, even with that time period, like for Death on the Nile. The way that they change a little bit about the characterization so that you can have people of color be in it. uh But in a way that makes sense and it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Like it doesn't take you out of the historical part of the story of these upper middle class white British characters.
0: And it it is accurate to some of the struggles, but that's not the focus of it necessarily. So that even... Some of my friends who are people of color—we've talked about this in the past—where it's like sometimes we just don't want to see historically accurate depictions of people of color because it takes us out of this fantasy, right? And so they don't harp on that so much that it's difficult to watch for, for those people as right. well, you know. Not to say they're erasing anything, but
1: no, but it's just part it's of, of that that kind of nostalgic, comforting murder mystery
0: part. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I, as a person like, of color, I want to see. Somebody who looks like me dressed in incredible, gorgeous right. clothing as well. And, these and... beautiful
1: settings. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Where it's
1: not like focused on this or like real life mm-hmm. struggles or issues. Right. Where it's just the fun, like whodunit. Yeah. With cool costumes and scenery. Kind of like,
0: like Bridgerton. Yeah, and... exactly. Yeah. Just yeah, fun.
1: Yeah. So I think I really am drawn to that genre because Same. it is very comforting. It's like, oh, I'll have a cup of tea and like get snuggling on the couch with like a good blanket and just.
0: Have you I watched the soul. Miss Marple and Hercule Poirot series? No. They're put out by the BBC and you I really the enjoy BBC them. the drama, yeah. Yeah. So it varies between, sometimes they have little mini episodes that are like 45 minutes. Yeah. To like an hour and 20 to hour and 30 yeah. minute kind of things. And it's really fun. I think you would really like it. I love the person who plays Poirot. What is his name? Fact is going to look it up okay. real quick. There's several different people throughout, because it's been going on for a long time. Sure, yeah who play Miss Marple, huh. but it's one person in particular who plays Poirot, and he's my favorite Poirot of all time. More than Yeah. David Sachet.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: He's so good as Poirot. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because as you're watching through it, uh-huh. you start to see different British actors who they weren't necessarily famous when Yet. this came out. Like, uh-huh. there's one with Benedict Cumberbatch— but it's like at the very beginning of his career funny, and you're yeah. like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. I know you. So you get to see like little glimpses too, yeah. of things like that. That's really fun.
1: Yeah. That's
0: cool. Yeah.
1: Anything else from this wine?
0: I'm about to be done with it. Okay. And then I'm moving on to the final one. All right. final
1: wine. Or Let's final do it. Stop. All right. Final stop. Fill her up.
0: Okay. No, well, not all the way. Yep. All the way. You said fill her up. That's good. Thank you. Bringing it back to Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about Death on the Nile, too. Okay. Did you figure out who did it on either one of those?
1: No. Did you?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I got it half right. Okay. On Death on the Nile. Okay. Which I don't want to give, like, spoilers and shit. You can spoil it. Spoiler alert. So I definitely knew that he. The husband. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was shady as hell. Mm-hmm.
0: It had been so long since I'd read the book that yeah. I'd forgotten. And honestly, there's so many different plots sure. she's done. Yeah. So I didn't put it together that he was working with what's her face? The ex girlfriend who yeah. he was still in love with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really brilliant.
1: Yeah. The whole ruse of like jiggled and jilted.
0: Mm-hmm. This one's more subtle, a little bit more tart. Also, this is the Butchery Oh, Cabernet Sauvignon from Moldova. Oh, nice. I've never had a Moldovan wine either.
1: Neither have I.
0: So I'm getting on the nose the same sort of notes, but in a more subtle way. hmm uh-huh. There's a little bit more funk to it. And I'm hoping that on the palate I'm going to get, since it's called the Butchery, some bloodiness to it. Oh. I would really enjoy that. Okay. Mmm. Is it
1: bloody? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's got that, like, iron aftertaste to it.
1: It does, a, yeah, a little irony. It's
0: still light. Oh. Oh, that's delightful.
1: Well, in true murder mystery fashion, mm-hmm. I have a twist for you.
0: <gasps> is there another cross-examination? There is. Oh, my God. There I is. wondered why there were only six questions in the first one. I was like, Rachel's really slack in here.
1: So, this <sighs> one... Is the really fun one I'm excited about.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> They're all false. Uh,
1: this one is going to be kind of a fill in the blank.
0: Uh-huh. But. A fill in the blank? Shut up.
1: <laughs> you know what, Topher? Take a drink. <laughs> it is a fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. But there aren't numbers to it.
0: it is it is- letters instead?
1: Nope. It is one long, continuous story. Oh. And it's about her. Mysterious Disappearance in
0: 1926. So fascinating.
1: Have you heard about this before?
0: I've heard about it. And a while back I saw like a dramatization of it, but I was very drunk when I wanted to. So you didn't
1: remember any of it?
0: I remember there was like, oh, no, no. There was also a movie. Or maybe it was a Doctor Who. I was very drunk. There is a Doctor
1: Who episode. I was
0: very drunk.
1: Where the Doctor Who episode it's like a giant alien wasp or something? Yeah. Because Boyfriend was talking to me about this morning, He was like, wait, there's a Doctor Who. And I was like, no.
0: Yeah, I've seen that one. Was that one about her disappearance, though? Yeah. Oh, it was? Hmm. Yeah. Well. Here we so go. So, Doctor Who did it.
1: Doctor Who did it.
0: I win. He win. Okay,
1: here we go. Okay. So, in December of 1926, mm-hmm. Archie and Agatha.
0: Oh, this is when she's married to her first she's husband. She's so married,
1: yeah. Got into an argument because he was going away to a weekend to stay with his.
0: Grandparents.
1: Wrong. Take a drink. Mistress. Yes, his mistress.
0: He was sleeping with his grandmother?
1: I mean, I don't know. Probably not. But, but maybe. Say, but maybe. He's dead. She's definitely dead. So, I don't know. His mistress's name was Nancy Neal.
0: Nancy Neal.
1: And she was kind of like a friend of the family-ish and like lived not too far away. So, I kind oh, I knew her. That's
0: shady as fuck yeah at least make it like a shop girl in like the town over yeah come on now not a family friend and by the way
1: when archie and agatha got divorced literally a week later he married nancy
0: <gasps> he married her a week uh-huh. later Yeah. not even like oh. a literal
1: week later he's like marrying to my mistress
0: that's some, like, Charles and Camilla shit yeah. that Charles would have done if he'd been allowed to. I know, right? They'd been like, so mm.
1: Sorry, she's not a great dude. No. Okay. So, Agatha was understandably upset. So, she left the house. She left their young daughter with, like, a maid and, like, staff or whatever and, like, left the house. Her car was then found the next day with...
0: A bent fender. Like, it was a car accident. Okay. And smashed in, what's the thing called? The, the hood? Bumper? Hood? I, yeah. Okay.
1: I'll give you that. It was, it was found wrecked. Okay. What was found inside?
0: A skeleton of a baby.
1: No, but weird. Take a drink. Her expired license and clothes.
0: Oh, my God. She was driving on an expired and- license while she was naked? Yes.
1: She was found nowhere near the car.
0: Like her clothes like in like a a trunk filled with clothes, or like just
1: clothes,
0: like I got raptured, and so like I think my... like
1: raptured clothes kind of vibe. <laughs> raptured clothes. it was the her wrecked car was found near an
0: apothecary no an historical monument,
1: yeah, take a drink, an abandoned chalk quarry, oh. And people had assumed maybe she had drowned in a nearby pond. They could not find her. There was like no physical trace of her.
0: So I'm just trying to figure out this Barbara Ann logic here. Okay. They <clears throat> find a wrecked car. Yep. A wrecked automobile. Yes. That can only go up to 20 miles an hour
1: mm-hmm.
0: with clothes. Yep raptured looking inside Yep. next to the skeleton of a dead baby.
1: Nope. That's all you.
0: And then their assumption is she drowned in a pond.
1: She had been.
0: What's the leap there? Like, well, well, I just crashed my car. I'm going to go swim in this pond, even though I don't know how to swim. And I'm going to leave my baby in the car.
1: There's no baby in the car.
0: There, We've established that there's a baby in the car. Okay.
1: You've established in your story. Well, remember her mom had just died that year.
0: She So been, I'm gonna go get naked and frolic in a pond? She'd
1: been under a lot of stress. Her husband was cheating, so people thought maybe she like drowned herself.
0: People really don't give a lot of credence to like the mental fortitude of women. Well in any time period, do they?
1: Well, she had like had really like, bad Just because your baby died. Okay. She had really bad insomnia and, like, was not in a good mental space.
0: You know what? I have really bad insomnia, and I'm not in a great mental space, but I'm not going to abandon my clothes and go jump in a pond and drown myself. Well,
1: you won't abandon your clothes, that's for sure.
0: Or drown myself. Okay. You won't. Thank you. That's a very painful death.
1: Yeah, you'll choose a lighter death.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So, no trace of her. No trace of Agatha. So, her husband. She's
0: basically Thallium.
1: Her, exactly, her husband's weekend with the mistress is ruined. No trace of Agatha.
0: Her husband's weekend with the mistress is ruined. I mean, I gotta it go is, pick right? up my kid now because my fucking wife went and drowned herself.
1: Right? She got raptured. Left her clothes on her expired license in the car.
0: Jeez. Jeez. Also, why was it expired? I don't uh, know. She's upper middle class. She
1: has no time to get she her license care. When yeah. yeah. I
0: didn't even know they had to have licenses back then. To be honest.
1: I mean, honestly, in the nineteen twenties. Probably not. Who's
0: checking for anything? Nothing.
1: So we're like, are you white? Can you drive? Okay. Exactly. I take your word. Yeah. There you go. So, police are looking for her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fifteen thousand volunteers are looking for her
0: in this area.
1: Yes, just like around all of England. Like it's in the newspapers. It's a whole. It's a whole story. No one can find her. Nobody knows where she is. Blank. Sent a medium out to see if the medium can find her. Who was it? Famous person.
0: Arthur blank. Arthur the Aardvark? Arthur blank.
1: Arthur blank. No.
0: Harry Houdini. No.
1: Sir Arthur Conan Conan Doyle. Conan? Conan Doyle.
0: Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Take a drink. You take a drink. Okay.
1: Yeah, he sent a medium out to try to find her.
0: Really? It's like,
1: maybe the psychic can find her.
0: This is full circle back to her upbringing with her mother.
1: Right. And her mother had just died, so.
0: I'm getting violets.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And violence.
1: Dun, dun, dun. No one could find her. Her brother-in-law was like, I got a letter from Agatha, and she said she was going to a spa. they like, no, she's not. No, no investigation into that. Nobody looked into it whatsoever.
0: That, Okay.
1: Despite having fifteen thousand volunteers like just searching the countryside randomly, nobody thought to like investigate this like letter she had sent to her brother-in-law saying she was going to a spa
0: so was she at the spa? We're gonna find out eventually she was found at a spa eleven days later at Club med at she was in a production a children's production of cats
1: yes, at club med with me. I abducted her. She was found at a hotel. A hydropathic hotel, which was a fancy name for a spa. Yeah. Under a fake name.
0: Mary Westoncott.
1: Well, she was, no, she was using the last name Neil, the same name as her husband's mistress.
0: (gasps) The tea, though. Mm
1: -hmm. But she said she had blank. Amnesia. Yes. Take can drink. So Agatha said she crashed her car. Didn't remember what happened. Didn't remember
0: who she was. Left her child skeleton.
1: Sure. Got on a train. I don't know about the clothes deal because she wasn't nude on the train. (laughs) But she did say she was covered in mud and blood on the train. And she said, like, nobody, like, asked her a question. Somehow got on a train, took the train to a spa in Yorkshire, got off, went to the spa, checked herself in.
0: Got new clothes.
1: Under this name, same last name as her husband's mistress, just, like, if you really had amnesia, you wouldn't pick that
0: last name. Or maybe that's the only name that stuck out to her. Like, that's the, like... But it was a
1: different first name.
0: Okay. What was the first name?
1: I don't know. Andrea? I don't know. Louise?
0: Louise Neal? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's just like... Eloise?
1: Yeah, Eloise.
0: Was she at the plaza?
1: She was. <laughs> Basically. It was just, like, chilling at the spa for a week and a half till someone at the spa was like, that's Agatha Christie, right? <laughs> She's... Famous person, like her pictures in the newspaper, and she's sitting right there in like the a saying like,
0: Her picture is like on the inside cover of my book.
1: Right. Well, they're like, um, there she is, like getting like cucumbers put on her eyes and like getting her like foot massaged. Like,
0: her cuticles that, her? are like that's, being pushed back.
1: That's her, right? That's Agatha. Like, we're going to call the police, like, um, she's at the spa, I think. Come here. Right. And they got there, and she's like, oh, am I Agatha Christie? Okay. I'm healed now. I had amnesia. So this is a very weird story, but she stuck with the amnesia story, like the rest of her life.
0: She just needed some time away to pamper herself. She did, and I think she just like wanted from her to dead like. No,
1: she. I think she like wanted to fuck with her husband. Yeah, like wanted to cause him to go into a little bit of a panic, and probably and ruin
0: his weekend, his romantic mistress, weekend,
1: and probably wanted like the cops to look at him a little suspiciously too, probably. Mm. And I think she just, like, wanted some time away for herself. And just wanted to, like, fuck with everyone and be like... And what's funny is that years later, someone had, like, interviewed, like, a maid or assistant of hers or something about her. And that person claimed that Agatha told them that, like, I could disappear if I wanted to. And she kind of did.
0: She's the queen of crime.
1: Yeah. But there are also some rumors, too, that, like, maybe she did genuinely try to kill herself in the car wreck and then maybe like, changed her mind at the last minute or it wasn't successful. So then, like, she went on this other route of, like, the spa thing. Some people think it was, like, a gone girl, like, setting up her husband mm. sort of situation. Some
0: so then she chickened out at the end. Yeah. she got identified or whatever. Yeah.
1: So it was, like, this really interesting thing that, like, she stuck with the amnesia story, which is a bullshit story. Right. But she never addressed it in her autobiography. <laughs> She, like, refused to kind of acknowledge it afterwards. It just never happened. It just never happened. She just wrote about, like, yep, it was a difficult time. And then my husband got, and then I got divorced. That's all there is about that.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which means. Which means. Either she's. Still Not there. wanting to talk about. Either. Did she actually die in 1977 <gasps> or whatever? And it's an imposter. <sighs> Wait. Wait. Is Judy Dench <gasps> actually Agatha, Agatha Christie? Christy?
1: Maybe. I think we solved it. I cracked the case.
0: Is Geraldine McEwen Agatha Christie?
1: Are they all Agatha Christie? Are all of us Agatha Christie? We are all Agatha Christie.
0: We're all that woman. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, isn't
1: that nuts? So how did Topher do on that cross-examination? Yeah, I won.
0: But I cracked the case of the murdered child.
1: Because you murdered the child in your head. Then you solved it.
0: Yeah. So if you were going to disappear, you. if you were going to, like, fake your own disappearance, yeah. where would you go? What would you be doing?
1: I First of all, I'm not smart enough to, like, figure out all, like, the legal ways. I believe ways. in
0: you. Others,
1: I believe that you're not smart enough.
0: No, I'm being nice. Okay.
1: I don't know. Can I, like, forge a passport, get a new bank account? I don't know how to do all that technical stuff.
0: Let's say it's even only for two weeks. You just, like, disappear off the face of the planet. Where would you go? Ooh.
1: I would go on a nice little vacation somewhere.
0: Well, yeah, obviously. That's the whole point of this. Where would you go?
1: I would take your money mm. and I would go.
0: Not very far. How many
1: days could I go? <laughs> to the local
0: dollar store is okay. where you'd be going. All right.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe like go to a spa. Sounds nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd go to a spa in Switzerland. Okay, an old
1: fashioned. Yeah. An old fashioned European spa. Yeah. Yeah. A hydro. Hydropathic hotel. Hydropathic
0: hotel. Yeah. yeah. Take the waters. Yes, exactly. hmm Except I'd be like, listen, I need something a little bit stronger than water. Well, I'm sure they're like, <laughs> it's, it's
1: Europe. They're going to give you some alcohol.
0: It better be gin. Yeah.
1: Is that what you would do?
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I would make it look like Fact Checker had murdered me.
1: But you're coming back in a couple of weeks.
0: And so, no harm done. <laughs> what a fun lark we just had.
1: Yeah, no harm done to fact checker at all, right? No. No uh, damage to your relationship whatsoever.
0: I wouldn't think so. If anything, we're stronger than ever now because I'm still alive.
1: Right. Isn't he grateful that you're alive?
0: Exactly. Right. And he's not in jail anymore.
1: Anymore. Right. And now, imagine all the money you could get for, like, selling your interviews to, like, 2020 and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. Especially because we're stronger than ever.
1: Right. Exactly. I see no problem with us.
0: I don't either. I support you. I should talk to boyfriend about like any vacations he wants to take just in case he needs some tips.
1: Okay. Wait, is he going to disappear on me?
0: No. He wouldn't no. disappear on me. He wouldn't disappear on me. No.
1: He wouldn't do it, Dover. Dofer.:
0: Because that cough that you have is so sexy.
1: It is. He likes it. He's still around. He hasn't left me yet. (sighs) Wait, what if boyfriend and fact checker run off
0: together? Yes, they take their own
1: deaths for two weeks and run away.
0: Then you probably should question your relationship with boyfriend because it's just platonic. Oh, okay, just for fun, just for funsies. Yeah. Honestly, and then I get have a good time, and then I get the bed to myself. There's no snoring.
1: Yeah, but you have to do all the chores by yourself.
0: I don't have to do anything. You just wouldn't do the chores. I just let it pile up until he gets back. And that's okay. what that's what he gets for running off on me. Okay. Fair enough. Cheers. All right.
1: All right. So I think we have pulled into our last stop.
0: hmm Everybody choo-choo. off the train. Yep. That's Is that how they, what they sound
1: do? in the, where are we Moldova now?
0: Everybody off the train. There we go. I don't know. People from Moldova sound like. I don't know. That could have been insensitive. And if that's the case, Rachel's very sorry.
1: Yep. That's true. All
0: right. So, okay. How are we delivering our verdict?
1: Oh, we have four wines. Yeah. Let's do them all as a group.
0: Okay. And then Agatha is separate. Okay. Okay. All right. In terms of the wines
1: one, two, three.
0: Not guilty. guilty. Yeah. These have been some delightful wines. They're fun.
1: Tried Mm -hmm. some things I would have never tried before.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Got to have a fun experience. Again, it's like you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Agatha Christie.
0: Agatha Christie.
1: All right. One, two, three.
0: Mistrial. Thallium. (laughs) We basically said the same thing. Yeah, same thing. (laughs) Some shady ass things. Yeah. Brilliant Mind. Really good writer, lots of fun. Also, don't be racist.
1: Yeah, just cut out the racism, guys. It's not cool. Uh, Can we,
0: can we like chill with the racism? Yeah, no more. It's 2023. Come on. Yeah. As the Moldovans say, come on. Forget about it. Forget about the.
1: They famously say. Yes. So, if you have somehow stuck through this whole episode, please subscribe. You're already listening at this point, so why yeah. not subscribe, right? Also,
0: leave a review. Let yeah. us know what we're doing great, what we're not doing great. No. We won't read the bad ones. you? It's a good the writing exercise and, for you. So. And then delete
1: it and only post the great stuff.
0: Uh, well, I mean, you can still write it, but just give us five stars still. Don't listen to Topher.
1: Five stars are nothing. Tell your friends.
0: Mm-hmm. And your family. If you like them. If you're still talking to them.
1: Fair. And you can get in touch with us at?
0: True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail and TikTok.
1: Instagram and Facebook. That's right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.